Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the FBI is trying to force USA Today to give over the names of people who read a particular article. We'll get into the details of that coming up. I'm against it, but then I've got another article where I want the names of every person who read that article. Well, I was just going to say, is the FBI compiling a list of stupid people? Because the FBI, the, uh, I'm sorry, not the FBI, the USA Today is stupid. Uh, stay tuned for that. It's kind of an interesting story. Will uh, do. A couple of China things for you. One, the uh, NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg is uh, testifying in front of somebody today. Anyway, he said China has set up an unprecedented system of surveillance and control over their own people. That's obvious. And is threatening Taiwan and its other neighbors. So... NATO's on top of that. Um, moving on with the Chinese stories or stories about China. Biden moves to ban U.S. investment in 59 Chinese companies, including Huawei. It is clearly beginning the detangling. The what, what, there's actually a term for it: decoupling. Mm. They're both good. They're both good, but there's a specific term that they've used. But anyway, it's something along those lines. The decoupling of the uh, the, the financial interest between the United States and China has begun, and it is going to continue. Um, and I think companies, I'm, I'm assuming smart companies, are already making their plans for how we're going to do this and operate in the future when we can no longer make socks or iPhones in China. Mm. It's just going to happen. Uh, Thursday, Joe Biden moved to ban American investments in dozens of Chinese companies allegedly tied to the country's military and surveillance regimes. If you're involved in a Chinese company at all, they are tied to the country's military and surveillance regimes. I'm Correct. hoping Joe Biden and the people around him are aware of that. Because this would appear to be the case. It appears that they're on board with that thing. Yeah, I hope so. I tell you who they're going to be up against is giant corporations including uh, our beloved apple more on that to come yeah in a moment um u.s investments in chinese companies that undermine security or democratic values of the united states and our allies need to end well that's that's any company in china absolutely are you catching on to that there's no such there, there is actually documentation you can look it up online a white paper as they call it that was put out by china years ago that is out there and available to read you cannot be a company in China, without allowing the government and the military and their surveillance organizations to have access to all your information. There's no such thing as a Chinese company that's not tied to the military or the government. Wake up! So if you're a company in the United States doing business with a company in Chinese, you are funding their military rise, an effort to take over the world and do bad things. Well, and often you're, you're financing, you're assisting with the specific technologies and techniques of the Chinese military and the, the oppression state. So the, the story of Apple is going to be an interesting one. And it would be easy to sit here as a talk show host and, and scream about what they ought to do and why they ought to do it. But it's pretty complicated and it's going to be painful. Well, it's but, regularly the world's most valuable company. Right. The New York Times Magazine had a long, it was an honorary Atlantic or Vanity Fair piece. It was so freaking long about Apple and the compromises they've had to make in China. And I've, I've mentioned uh, certain aspects of it a couple of times lately. But um, And one of the main thrusts of the article is, like any multinational corporation, you've got to follow the laws of the country you're in. 
I mean, obviously, we would insist on that, right? Well, a lot of the laws in China are we get to spy on our citizens and you're going to help us. And so Apple has had to do things in China they would never, ever do in the United States. But here's where it really gets complicated and painful, both for American companies and their consumers. In 2014, Apple hired Doug Guthrie, who was uh, until recently the dean of George Washington University School of Business, to help the company navigate China, because he'd spent decades studying China, one of the lead China business experts in America. One of his first research projects was Apple's Chinese supply chain, which involved millions of workers. I want you to contemplate that for a second. Millions of workers, thousands of plants. Wow. Not I didn't 20, know that. Not 20. I thought not 75, not 750, thousands of them. Got to admit, I was kind of picturing like a big building where they made iPhones. Yeah, they got like maybe 50,000 folks. It's like a Ford, uh, big Ford plant in Detroit. I'm clearly stupid. I would have, I would have pictured a big (laughs) building with, with hundreds of employees. I don't know why. (laughs) Not millions of employees and thousands of plants, but iPhone, I've got the numbers right here. They sold three. Is that number right? Um, let me find it because it's worth mentioning. Uh, 300 million devices sold last year alone. Whoa. iPhones, watches, iPads, Macs, everything. 300 million of them. Of course it takes millions of people to build all those. All right, so one of this Doug Guthrie's first projects was to study that supply line, which involved millions of workers, thousands of plants, hundreds of suppliers. The Chinese government made it possible. They spent billions of dollars to pave roads, recruit workers, construct factories, power plants, and employee housing. The Chinese government was like the anti-AOC. They did crazy amounts of work to get Apple to base its manufacturing in China. Oh, so like when AOC was resistant to Amazon coming to New York... Yeah, sorry, the, the, sheer reference. The Chinese exactly. say, hey, we'll, we'll knock down all these apartment buildings where people have lived for years, pave a road through there, and build you a building. Right. So, yeah, in the, in the same way that other more enlightened uh, municipalities, or Texas, for instance, rolls out the red carpet for Elon Musk as, as California gives him the finger, they spent billions, the Chinese government did, to pave roads, recruit workers, et cetera, et cetera. Mr. Guthrie concluded that no other country could offer the scale, skills, infrastructure, and government assistance that Apple required. Chinese workers assemble nearly every iPhone, iPad, and Mac. Apple brings in $55 billion a year from the region, far more than any other American company makes in China. Said Mr. Guthrie in an interview, this business model only really fits and works in China. But then you're married to China. That is really interesting. So, yeah, how is this decoupling going to happen? The most valuable company in the world with a product that Americans absolutely love only can exist the way it exists because it's in a, a, a totalitarian government. Correct. Yeah, it's not like they're holding hands. They're more like uh, conjoined twins. The surgery to separate them is going to be extremely touchy, and it's evolving. This Mr. Guthrie has been pretty forthcoming. He said the Chinese government is starting to pass laws that give the country greater leverage over Apple because they know they have Apple over a barrel, perhaps an Apple barrel. Uh, and uh, Mr. Guthrie said he believed Chairman Xi would soon start seeking serious concessions. Apple, he realized, had no plan B. Continuing to bob for Apple stories... 
How do you like that? <laughs> you know, if you like that sort of thing, it was very good. <laughs> My skin crawl a little, but uh, this, go is, on. this is a short one. Just a headline, really. All you need to know: Apple uses more suppliers from China than Taiwan for the first time. So up until now, they could at least say we get more of our stuff from Taiwan than China. But now they get more stuff from China than Taiwan in terms of suppliers. So, getting back to what you were just talking about, they are the the most viable company in the world is so tied into China. You know, and I, as an idiot who thought they had one building with 500 employees. Um, you know, but well, they're, they're going to have to move to another country. They're going to have to start making the... No, that's that's not... No. No. That, Again, that, that's infrastructures, not, educated workers, a cooperative uh, government that greases the skids for all sorts of aspects, of logistical aspects of manufacturing and distribution. Well, and imagine... I I think Tim Cook's probably a decent guy and wants to treat people nice and that sort of thing. But obviously, what your employees demand out of you in China is completely different than what would happen in the United States. Sure. In all yeah. kinds of different ways. You think they have a lot of sexual harassment training and all the crap that goes on with the <laughs> U.S. companies in China? That's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I'll bet Maybe, Tim Cook has. Do you think you a, have a personal stress day you can take when you when you're a Chinese worker? I'm taking my spirit day today because I just <laughs> I don't feel like working. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage says nobody in China because they'll get thrown in the gulag. Eat uh, your so dog yeah. and shut up. So, um, yeah, there are absolutely some untoward and immoral advantages that Apple enjoys, but they're also over a barrel, as we've been talking about. I'm sure Tim Cook has his greatest team of super geniuses locked in a room somewhere trying to figure out how in the world they will decouple from China if they have to. But they also, and, and this is, uh, and, you know, this really kind of dovetails nicely with our discussion of the cover up of the Wuhan uh, leak within our own government, um, the lobbyists for the big tech companies that are in bed with China, in particular uh, Apple, they have ginormous checkbooks. They have extremely persuasive arguments about employment in America and the rest of it. And they will influence slash pervert American policy for, for years to come, years and maybe decades. What if we could be at war with China and we'll have senators saying, well, let's not be hasty. What if it's the tears of Chinese workers that make the Mac work work so fluidly? I mean, it could be. Wow, Sean, you have wow. commentary on this. I, 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 you know, I was just thinking about this. the price will clearly go up of Apple products they get out of China. Clearly, I mean, without a doubt, it's going to be more expensive. I'll pay another hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, maybe, to not be supporting the Chinese, but I wouldn't pay twice as much as I'm paying now. I'm, might go to a different phone. My, my only comment was to Joe's talking about how Tim Cook's got his, the best geniuses locked in a room, and I'm thinking I, I prefer my geniuses free range, hmm. um, or, or at least some sort of leash and tether system. <laughs> um, locked in a sure. room is I, no, I don't think that's the best no. place for geniuses. Compliance belt, maybe if yeah. they stop thinking about what they're supposed to think about. But. Invisible fence. <laughs> Right, exactly. Bark collar. <laughs> One of those wires strung across the uh, backyard that they have a the, the leash tied to. They can walk back and forth. Yeah, they can run and dig and do all sorts sure. of stuff. Whatever sure. geniuses do, I don't know. No, no, yeah, trust me, I don't either. <laughs> 
Um, so the story about the FBI wanting to get the readers of one story fits in with another one where I want the readers of one story. I want everybody <laughs> who read this particular story. I want to. I want to have their names. I want their pictures on post office walls so we can all identify them. Well, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, so I can't wait to hear. <laughs> Among other things that are on the way. Different organizations spin stories different ways, and you know that. But, like, so jobs numbers came out today, and you can look at a headline from the Washington Examiner. Economy falls short of expectations with 559,000 jobs added in May. Other publications are touting it as fantastic news. The economy's humming. Everything's absolutely fantastic. Um, I do think it's interesting that a couple of tweets from the New York Times about this, though. The New York Times. They're liberals. Neil Irwin of the New York Times. Put it all together, and this is an economy that is healing, but not with the kind of robust, hot vac summer boom that we had expected a month ago. So, well, wait a minute! Didn't we just hear the GDP was going to exceed all ever every record? Is the best economics that we've ever seen in our lives? Just a couple of days ago uh, from the administration. Also from the New York Times, um, Patricia Cohen said, "There's a big puzzle in the labor market right now. Seven million people out of work." who say they want a job, and there are roughly 8 million jobs open in America right now. Hmm, what to do? What to do? So uh, that is interesting. <laughs> um, I mentioned that uh, there are a couple of stories where, uh, well, I'll just do the stories. So the FBI is seeking to identify readers of one particular USA Today story, and USA Today is fighting them on this. And I'm on the side of USA Today, although I, I'd like to know what they're up to. The publisher of USA Today is fighting a very unusual subpoena from the FBI seeking information that could identify the readers of a story about a short a shooting in Florida earlier this year. Oh, wow. The subpoena served on Gannett, who owns the newspaper in April, orders USA Today to turn over Internet addresses and cell phone information for people who read the story online during a 35-minute window on February 2nd. See, Trump is the new Hitler. Oh, that's right. He's out of office. Never mind. The story about a shooting that killed two FBI agents and wounded three others. You probably remember that story. Uh, Gunfire. They were serving a warrant. Child pornography. You remember that story? Oh, yeah. And he shot a couple of agents and everything like that? Oh, awful. Yeah. Well, they, they want to know... Well, the subpoena says, quote, it relates to a federal criminal investigation, but does not explain the nature of the investigation or why the FBI wants to identify the readers and wants their cell phone numbers and IP addresses. USA Today is fighting it and says it invades invades the First Amendment rights of both publisher and reader. Yeah, that's an incredibly dangerous precedent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, with all due respect. just, Just trying to guess what their investigation, though, is. That's kind of interesting. Well, they want to know who was especially interested in that shooting. So I'm against that in that case. Mm -hmm. However, in this case, I want the FBI to know everybody who read this story, 
I want their pictures posted at the post office. Purge them from the voter rolls. Their right to vote taken away. <laughs> I don't. Even I want them to get no government is. assistance. Story in the New York Post. Ben Affleck's dad had no idea about son's reunion with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody who reads it from the beginning <laughs> to the end cannot ever vote again. This is a full-scale level removed from you're reading a story about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. You're, you're not even reading that stupid story. Right. You're reading about Ben Affleck's dad didn't know his son was now dating Jennifer Lopez. Full if coverage. You, if you read that, we need to know your names, and you need to be kept away from us. <laughs> not, not allowed to reproduce. I do want to suppress their votes. <laughs> you should be so embarrassed. You need to, honest to God, take a look. What is it you say about introspection? <laughs> if you don't know what introspection is, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Exactly. Wow. wow. So coming up, a counterpoint to Jack's claim that it doesn't matter if you lose the house. Okay. Uh, also, well, no, no, uh, I didn't say that. Well, yes, okay. you did. Okay. Yes, you did. We'll get into it. Later. <laughs> I heard we'll it. I was there. Plus, are you like me? You read a lot of internet reviews. Evidently, there is, there has arisen in the last you know X number of months years an enormous tsunami of fake reviews, especially in the medical profession of all things. So, yeah. Tougher to trust reviews. We'll give you the facts on that. I'm just looking up at the TV. I don't know which. It's an NBC outlet. The jobs numbers show that things are bouncing back nicely. Okay, well, that's not what the New York Times is saying. But uh, it's all in the spin, isn't it? The jobs were, the the numbers were short of expectations. That's a fact. Mm. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This year, your breakfast has gotten a lot more expensive. Take a look at this. The price of eggs up more than 9%, bacon 6%, coffee more than 5 And it's not just food. Americans are paying more for other goods and services because of inflation. The Consumer Price Index measures the changes in price for goods and services It rose by more than 4% from a year ago, according to the Labor Department. It's the biggest increase in more than 12 years. Wow. That's that's a little sobering. It is. It is. And And on a Friday. Come on. And if it's just, you know, a weird month coming out of a weird time, that's fine. But if this is a trend that continues, then that will be the only story in America. Well, yeah, I keep hearing about individual uh, areas of the economy that are seeing rampant inflation, housing, construction, which are, you know, pretty closely related. But then there's food, there's meat, and then there's that over there, and then there's gas. and there's, But they each have an independent explanation. But I'm starting to think, well, wait a minute. In a world where you have multiple sectors of the economy, where prices are soaring upward, but they're all for different reasons. It begins to not really matter. It's not That's infl- what inflation it's is. It's not inflation. It's just the prices have been inflated of all these individual goods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is a troubling, and I bet you didn't see this. So do you remember the reporter that got kidnapped over Belarus? Oh, yeah. Oh, A couple yeah. weeks back? 
yeah, the, uh, the the dictator of Belarus forced the airliner out of the sky under false pretenses and took him into custody. Right. So the uh, the evil dictator Lukashenko uh, kidnaps this guy out of the sky. It's it's like unprecedented in world history of aviation forcing a plane down like this, and the world just saying, "Well, I guess you get to do that." But anyway, not to get hung up on that. Yesterday, a video came out. Well, I'll just read uh, this tweet. Really uncomfortable to watch this. A battered Roman Protasevich appears on Belarusian state TV to praise the dictator Lukashenko 10 days after he was taken off a flight and was forced to land. An about face that's a little hard to believe. Yeah, so the reporter, with his face a little swollen and weird looking, sat there with tears in his red eyes talking about how great the dictator is and how he had made a mistake. Clearly was beaten and threatened. His girlfriend was kidnapped, too, so they might have just been threatening to kill her um, and and made him do one of these, you know, the sort of thing that the Soviet Union, North Korea, places like this have done for years. China. China is doing currently. Belarus is doing currently. And so Gary Kasparov, I don't know if you know his act. Uh, I knew him as a kid as a world chess champion, but he has become an activist in his later years. He's You know, he grew up in the Soviet Union, and he's an activist against all totalitarian states. He tweeted that out, that video, and said, Lukashenko tortures his kidnapped victim into a forced confession on TV for his own pleasure and to terrify the rest of the hostage nation. Instead of isolating him, the West will give billions in business to Putin, who props him up completely. That is, there is no falsehoods in that statement. There wow. are no falsehoods in that statement. And you know what's funny? I thought you were going to do a different story. I saw this. Here's a Belarus activist. First day of his trial on protest-related charges, he stabbed himself in the neck in an attempted suicide there at the trial. Rather than have what happened to this uh, other reporter happen to him. Well, yeah, he'd said something. I'm trying to find the quote. He'd the said reporter something that was to the effect kidna- of, they're going to torture me. Yeah, the reporter that was kidnapped off the plane, he told people as he was being led away, this is a death sentence. Yeah. So he knew what was going to happen to him. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And the world just lets it happen. Well, yes and no. I mean, there have been uh, various uh, sanctions and and protests announced and the rest of it. Do these sanctions ever do anything? Well, n- no. And that's and that's the point I was working toward. If you are willing to just ignore international norms, and nobody has for a very long time, there aren't mechanisms to punish you. Not really ones that will leave a mark. Uh, it was so astounding what he did. Nobody knows what to do about it. What about the idea of NATO landing planes in their airport and saying, your airport is closed until you give that guy back over? I he love that idea. You can't snatch people out of the free skies of the world. Yeah. You'd be, yeah. You might be at war with Russia, but if you don't, it's it's just a classic bully situation. If you don't stand up to them, they go further and further and further, and you end up in a world war. It's yeah. just... Well, this guy has the backing of Putin. You got to stand up to Putin and assume he's going to back down. And if Putin, and, and one of the things that happens with fights and bullies and lots of different things in life, you're going to get there anyway. If Putin wants to go to war over this, well, then you're going to end up in a war with Putin at some point anyway. Mm, interesting. Do I know what I'm talking about? No. But <laughs> the lessons of history and just human nature are that you let the bullies of the world get away with it they just keep going further and further and further until you have the conflict anyway
Right, and you'd have been better off uh, doing it earlier before they built up their forces, signed Winston Churchill. Uh, some uh, really interesting information about the reviews you read online. Oh, boy. After a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, this is a real review. Simply Safe. Simply Safe is such a great idea. It's won all kinds of awards as the best security system you can get. I mean, and it's not that expensive, and it's really easy to set up. You do it yourself in about a half an hour, but it is also the best, of course. So Simply Safe has the award winning system. All the technology bells and whistles you'd expect these days, but they've got so many people to help you take it to the next level. And they're around, they're around the clock to help you with, do you have a fire emergency? Do you have a police emergency? Do you have a burst pipe? Or are you just having trouble setting up the system? They've got people to help you 24-7. This is what you do to learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect you and your family. Just visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong today to customize your system and get a free security camera right now. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. In about a week, you're going to get this thing. You're going to set it up at a half an hour, and you're going to feel a lot safer, which is really, really cool. Um, the stories uh, coming out of uh, China, we've got more of those. The whole thing with Belarus, if you have got any comments on that, um, on how the world ought to react, text us, 415-295-KFTC. I'm interested in what you think, 415-295-KFTC. LeBron James bumped in the first round for the first time in his entire career last night. A lot of injuries and that sort of thing. but um, It was the first time that, uh, it's, my saying, time is undefeated. Right. It was the first time where I actually saw that time was closing the gap a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's still a, a, a monster and a dominant yeah. player. But watching some of those 22-year-olds on the Phoenix Sun run around, you just realize that's 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 what LeBron used to be like. You know, Well, you know what like you're like when you're 22. You're an energizer bunny. You can't get hurt. You never run out of energy. Um, you eat nothing but junk. You feel great yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of junk food, I'm glad you reminded this. Sean came up with this. Um, a survey of what? People think is healthy versus what nutritionists think is healthy. Side by side. And we are way off in some <laughs> foods on what nutritionists think is nutritionists think's a good thing to eat versus what we think is a good thing to eat. Yeah, you, you might, I think you want to hear this. You might no, you probably should hear it, but you might not want to. It's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I got this text. Did Joe just get raptured? No, he was not taken up uh, in the rapture. Um, he had to step out for a second for a uh, personal phone call that is important, so he'll be right back. Thanos um, did not snap. Everything is fine. Yeah, everything is going okay. Um, oh, we got this text also. Jack, congratulations on joining the Annoyed by Masks Club. I celebrated my one-year birthday two months ago. Yeah, I know a lot of you have been fighting the, the mask fight forever. I did not. I was all, you know, fine, uh, got this thing going on. It protects me. It protects you. I'll wear the mask. And, but today was the first time that I went to put on my mask to enter the building we work in, and I thought, this is freaking stupid. I put it on anyway, but it was the first time I had the real resistance to it. I'm vaxxed. Everybody here is vaxxed. There's hardly anybody working here at all. 
And it just felt stupid to have to put it on the walk up. I, I too have started to feel a growing frustration with donning the mask, but it has not yet outweighed my desire to avoid conversations right. about the mask. Yeah, or yeah, have to have even yeah. a even a thirty second conversation oh, about it with, se- with, oh, with a boss. Just yeah. Part of it is when when I well, on vacation when I, as soon as I drove into across the state line in Nevada and I walked into that Seven Eleven without a mask, I had no idea it would feel as liberating as it did. I didn't. Wh- why would it feel that good to not have my mask on? I'm not exactly sure, but it sure did. So yeah, now I'm annoyed by having to put on my mask because it's pointless. That's why it's annoying. Well, I will do it. It's not a hill I'm going to die on rhetorically and fight the fight, but it's m- completely pointless for me to put on a mask to walk into your store or into this building is sushi healthy what about granola where americans and nutritionists disagree this is pretty good a chart of they ask a whole bunch of nutritionists they ask the public is this healthy and we don't agree on some things some things we do agree on here's one we really don't agree on granola bars and I think we all kind of know we're lying to ourselves. But anyway, 71% of the public feels like a granola bar is healthy. Only 28% of nutritionists say granola bar is healthy. Most granola bars, if you look at the, uh, you know, the. It's a Snickers. Whatever. It's a Snickers bar. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the nutritional facts on the back, it's you, you, you might as well eat a Snickers bar. Don't, don't even look at the nutritional facts in an abstract. Literally pick up a Snickers bar and compare them side by side and see how close they are. It's yeah, wild. It is. It really is. I do that a lot with supposed healthy cereals and non-healthy mm-hmm. cereals that I've fooled myself into thinking this is a healthy cereal, and it'll be exactly the same as, like, Lucky Charms. Right. <laughs> um, coconut oil, I don't think about much, but uh, most people think it's healthy, and only 37% of nutritionists. Frozen yogurt, there's another one where, I'm not having ice cream, I'm having frozen yogurt. <laughs> only a third of nutritionists say frozen yogurt is mostly healthy, whereas two-thirds of Americans feel like it is. We're not even close on granola. 80% of the public say, oh, yeah, I'm a granola eater. Less than half a nutritionist, but it's still half. Slim Fast Shakes. Now, that is a diet supplement. You'd think that that would be healthy. I did the Slim Fast Shake for a long time. Even even when I knew I was lying to myself, I did the Slim Fast Shake for a long time when I was just drinking a little can of chocolate milk. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, on that one, uh, half of Americans believe it's healthy. Only 20%, only one in five nutritionists say that's healthy for you. Orange juice, uh, pretty good agreement. Uh, most uh, the public feels like it's healthy. Two-thirds of nutritionists say orange juice is good for you. I'd, I, I And I guarantee you what's going on there. There is a belief among some people, and I don't know if they're right or wrong, but there's a belief that sugar's sugar. I don't believe that. I think they're going to figure out sometime that sh- naturally occurring sugar from orange juice or an apple or something like that is not the same as as, as sugar, refined sugar. I, I don't. I can't prove that. But that's what a lot of your uh, nutritionists say. No, you're giving your kids orange juice. You're giving them this many grams of sugar. Might I as do, well just be a glass of Coke. I, eh. I don't believe that's yeah, true. I, don't, I, I don't can't. Either. I can't prove it, but I don't believe that's true. Uh, cheese, American cheese. Well, I'll skip that one. I'm not going to eat cheese today. <laughs> the things that nutritionists say are the most healthy, I don't even know what they are. What's quinoa? Quinoa is how you've, okay. you've heard it pronounced. You've probably never seen it spelled okay. before. But yeah, quinoa, it's a fancy grain kind of nice. rice sort of thing. Good for you. 90% of nutritionists say it healthy. 60% of the public. So some agreement, but it's it's way healthy. Tofu, I'm not. I, the consistency is so gross. I believe you that it's healthy. I don't find it appealing. I'm not going to eat it. Sushi. 
75% of nutritionists say it's healthy and only half of the public. Hey, public, catch on to the fact that sushi is awesome. Uh, only half of Americans think wine is healthy, but 70% of nutritious, hey, wait nutritionists a agree. And there's one more that I want to get to that I, was, I thought was funny. Oh, uh, food groups that, that everybody thinks are healthy, and I just want to point out one nugget on this. Apples. 99% of nutritionists say apples are healthy. So there's a nutritionist out there that's making the argument that's not healthy eating an apple, probably the sugar thing. Uh, 96% of the public. 4% of the public, you think an apple is unhealthy. <laughs> what the frig are you eating every single day if you think an apple is unhealthy? you got to be Gwyneth Paltrow and her friends. Interesting how much of a difference there is between like the, the orange, which has the same number, number as the apples, 99% to 96%, and orange juice. Yeah. Uh, oatmeal, almost everybody agrees, nutritionists and the public, oatmeal's healthy. That's good. i got to get the kids more into oatmeal. Of course, the only way to get them to eat it is to put, like, syrup or sugar on it, because it's kind of bland uh, otherwise. Uh, put a little peanut butter in there. Peanut butter and honey in the oatmeal? Oh, that's good stuff. I like the sound of that. I'm going to do that tomorrow morning with the boys. Chicken. 91% of uh, nutritionists and the public think chicken is healthy, as opposed to, like, white bread, which is the opposite. I eat white bread. It's the only bread I eat. <laughs> Wonder bread, white bread. Not sourdough. No. Regular Wonder Bread. If they're out of that, I get the Rainbow brand. But it's the same thing. Only 15% of nutritionists say that's healthy for you, and only 18% of the public. Oh, diet soda is a good one. Practically nobody on either side thinks diet soda is healthy for you. It's amazing that there's a soda machine everywhere you go, and people drink it constantly. And if you go into a convenience store, there are 10 giant guys lined up in a row with 40 ounce cups of diet soda but almost nobody in the public and nobody in nutritious 15 percent and 18 percent respectively think diet soda is good for you beef jerky one kind of hurts me personally that's one of my go-tos and me too why is beef jerky unhealthy uh my guess would be too much sodium salt stuff whatever what's it gonna do i have no idea but yeah i feel like that's it should be good maybe it's if you're buying like overly sweetened flavored beef jerky only 23 percent of nutritionists and only 27 percent of the public Uh, see uh, beef jerky as healthy i want to see your data on that nutritionist diet soda i get diet soda they've come to believe is or they know is actually significantly worse for you than regular soda so I, I let my kids uh, drink regular Coke or regular Pepsi, but I'm not getting them hooked on the diet stuff. That stuff is like poison. Really is bad for you. Anyway, we should publish that, Hanson. Should we put that on the website at armstrongandgetty.com? It'll take a while to get it up there, but it's pretty good. Information you can look at this weekend. Um, Still trying to get Joe back in here as soon as he gets over his emergency call. We do have clips of the week coming up in hour four. The most expensive gas in the entire country has been discovered in, where would you guess? Of course, it has to be in California, because California has by far the highest state taxes on gas. So that gives you like a 60 cent a gallon head start for California. But one particular gas station that I may have been at a month ago up in the Mendocino area is the most expensive gas at $6.73 a gallon. Man, if you live in most of the country, you can't even believe that. That's high by my standards. If you're listening right now, you probably don't know. As a Californian, I'm paying four and a half. I think it's about four and a half dollars a gallon. My brother refused to fill up on his drive from Kansas to Arizona because he came across some place that was like two fifty. Yeah, he bought a bike. Said, "No, I'm I'm just going to pedal. I'm not going to pay two fifty for gas. That's outrageous. No, no, no. Depends on where you live." Um, what are we in the mood for? 
wanted to get back into the uh, Vanity Fair article that is making it very clear on why and how the government covered up the origin of the COVID virus, but uh, maybe we'll get into that next hour. It, the story is known now thanks to a couple of different publications that have gone into it deep, and really not the sources you would expect. Vanity Fair is a super lefty uh, publication most of the time, but they have a very persuasive, and they've got all the emails to back it up and quotes from people that were in the meetings, description of how and why the government decided to, and mostly the scientists, decided to cover up or at least push away the notion that the COVID leaked out of that laboratory, even though that was the most likely thing. And the long and short of it is it's got to do with the funding for research that they think was very important. They think that uh, studying viruses and making them as bad as possible to study ways to stop a bad virus in the future is very important to the world, and they might very well be right, but they were afraid that all funding for that sort of research would dry up if the world caught on to the fact that these things leak out now. Kind of a modern-day Chernobyl scare event. Yeah, exactly. Um, that would change the way people look. That changed the way people looked at nuclear power, along with Three Mile Island. And and because of those two things, for nonsensical reasons, we don't have much nuclear power in America. They thought that if the world found out that this research was being done and it leaked out of China and caused this problem, that that would be the end of researching these viruses and ultimately could be worse for mankind in the future that they don't know how to stop the next super virus that comes along, and they might be right. But regardless, you always have to err toward the truth and what actually happened. And you certainly don't want to let the Chinese off the hook and let them get to accuse us of uh, you know letting it leak out in fast food or whatever. Uh, but a few quotes from that story coming up next hour. Also, uh, we'll get into Clips of the Week, which is a particularly good one. Our text line, as always, is 415-295-KFTC. Anybody else just who's been okay with wearing the mask all along is now starting to get pissed off when they have to put the dang thing on? I'm a late adapter to the being mad about masks thing. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.